Oh, yeah. There it is. The D&D show, the podcasts on the podcast, live broadcasting, but you won't hear it for a couple months. Welcome. It's February 2013. 2015. 2013? I I can't even tell you what day it is. I'm Dan. That's Drew. I'm Drew. That is Dan. Yo. It's not... 2013. It's 2015. We're recording in Drew's studio here. We're you know in. What I'd love to talk about this episode is time travel. Okay. Time travel and ghosts. Okay. Those I'm are two popular topics, right? I'm not against it. Okay, good. At all, and and I can quickly go in and say I saw a thing today for the iPhone 6. Although what it's just for the iPhone 6, but they made a Back to the Future 2 car that like has the lights and all that, just for like as a cell phone case. Okay. So that's all. We're also in 2015. Back to the Future 2. 2000, you know, the year's 2015. Is that when they went into the future? In Back to the Future 2, yes. They went back to the future in 2015? Wow. Yeah. When it was made in 1989? Well, 89 was Back to the Future 2. Okay. I remember seeing it first night it came out into the theater. But you can keep talk about your time traveling if you have something to talk about. Okay, here's a question. Do you think time travel is possible? Are we really doing this? Because I have no, I mean, it's a, I have no science experience whatsoever. Oh, but no. it's cool. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you some answers. I don't know if you believe in Superman. Someone told me, you know, in Superman one or two, Superman flies backwards around the Earth yeah, and spins. Yeah, he reverses the spin of the Earth. And someone said that wouldn't work because it you, wouldn't work because of the internet. Just just on the basis of the international timeline, but the timeline's man-made. That so, doesn't matter at all. So if, if the physics of time travel could really work by spinning the Earth backwards, cool. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't work Once that way. Once something's done, it's done. No, the reason that that wouldn't work is because if the second that Superman hits that point where the Earth is not spinning forward or backward, mm. there is no gravity on Earth, and everybody on Earth would float for a super second mm. and then smash back down to the ground. It would make all of the planes crash in the air. It would be horrific. Nice. If Superman flew around the Earth backwards, that would be catastrophic for everyone. It would not turn back time. So I'm going to say that's a big no on your part. Yes. I think uh, that time travel is absolutely possible. Is there, you know, there's 50, they say there's 57 uh, dimensions. Can you, can you leap to a dimension? Who knows? Who Maybe. said there's 57 dimensions? I believe, I, I read something even just last week and I think there's been proven 57 dimensions. Mathematically proven that there are 57. I'm going to have to check this out. Okay. And you're not going to check it out right now, I guess, but you have a. I have no means to check yeah. this out. This is a dedicated <laughs> podcast to talk about time travel and ghosts. Okay. Right. Um, I do believe there's there's wormholes. They've been proven that there's wormholes. Mm-hmm. So you can leap from parallel dimension to parallel dimension, or is it to, to leap across the universe? I think that also you have to define what time travel is because time travel physically, right now we are traveling through time in one direction. Mm-hmm. And we are, if you're going to be super specific, yes, we're time traveling right now. However, if you also take the notion of if your time traveling is you're on the planet right now and you leave the planet and you are not in our gravitational field and you come back, time has passed and time has not passed for you. That is also one form of time travel. I don't want to sound too hippie. Hold on. Okay, keep going. The final form of time travel is the time travel that I think is possible. And it's the time travel of creating a break in space and time and physically Mm -hmm. calculating a point in history that you want to go to. I think that that is possible. I believe you can do the time rip thing, skip over time fabric, cool beans. Oh, man. Oh, a friend of mine, Bridget, I'll give her cre- – I'm not even trying to take credit for it, but she, she posted on Facebook the other day. I saw it. It was funny. 
I don't know if she came up with it, but she's like, time traveling 101. And it was just this week she posted it. Kill Hitler, save Lincoln. Time traveling 101. I loved it. Just like no, you it, save Lincoln. Uh, uh, you can't do any of those things. Yeah. Then you may not be alive to do that. That was her post, and I appreciate it for what it was, joke or not. I mean, I, didn't mind it. I love the idea. I mean, it's the creativity of time travel. It creates so many awesome ideas of what you could do and the outcomes that are possible from them. But honestly, I think if you go back in time, it's a new timeline. Like anything that you do mm-hmm. is not at all. Just like Back to, to the Future. Yeah. The the B timeline. Mm-hmm. The first time I was aware of like timeline, what the effects on the human body and not a science journal by any means, but the movie Flight of the Navigator. Yeah, yeah. Remember Flight of the Navigator? And I had to ask my dad, I'm like, I don't get what, what happened here, but he was in it and he flies through space and he comes back and everyone's older. Yeah. Because he, cause when you travel through time, through space, you tra- you're, you age slower. And that's basically all that, that was, you know? Yeah. Gravity ages you longer. Ah. The less gravity you have, the less you age. Would women have children? It's a proven fact. It speeds up the aging process, too. Yeah, gravity ages you. It's yeah. just what it, it's what it does. Uh, time travel possible. Are there time travel people among us? I, there's no and no and no. Unless they play Wall Street and that's all they're doing. That's why they're, they're billionaires. That's about it. Yeah. The, you know how many billionaires there are on the planet? I found this out yeah. last week. 2,600 and change billionaires. 2,600 and change billionaires. Okay. There's more than a trillion dollars in wealth. And just those people. And just those people. Yeah. And just those people. Time travel. Not governments. They're all people. And, you know, all of the top people are Walmart people. Okay. All Walmart family. Now, that's time travel, but space travel. They just announced the, uh, the past couple of days they have it down to 100 finalists who are going to fly to Mars. What? They're yeah. going to decide this? Who They're going to colonize Mars? Yeah, if you're not. This why I have not followed this at all. This is why I'm here to bring up current events. I knew they were stories. doing uh, studies with people on Earth, like with biodomes and shit. So they're going to basically put some kind of biodome, or they're just going to put a living quarters on Mars, I guess. And th- they have it down to 100 people who are going to take a one-way wow. trip. A one-way trip. Wow. You know what? There's a story, and it's like a, a forgotten story that's like about Anunnaki people, like way before civilization existed, way before Sumatrans, of dual societies on Earth and of Mars. And the Mars were like people that tore... Um, the Martian... It's a crazy story. So it's a fiction. It's an idea. It's a fictionalized story. I had read one story. I only read it once, and I I heard it referenced before, and I I'd like to see it again because I know it's just a short story where like they were on a up planet. I don't think it was this planet. It was a different planet. Maybe it was this one, and it rains nonstop for seven years. So Seattle, maybe, and for one day every seven years the rain stops, and some kid got bullied and got put into a closet. I think, and then. By the time he got out or found he was found out where he was, the rain started up again and he missed it. And I almost forget what the point of the story was. He missed like, he was bullied so and he missed the one point a, of yep. you know, sunshine. He misses one chance to go outside. Uh that's such as life. I forget what the freaking story is about, but I grow up. That's why when old. we do news stories, I want to be factual somewhat. But what so that's our time travel discussion, I guess, or we can still talk more. But ghost stories, you got ghost stories? Uh, what if time travel and ghost stories was somehow interconnected and I there was a transition between the two? I do. I don't doubt that. And I, with ghost stories, did I you see the you. movie Interstellar? No, and don't spoil it. Ah. Contact. I saw Contact. 
Contact's not like Interstellar. Uh, well, Flight of the Navigator. Hold on, contact. hold on. Contact is similar than Interstellar. That's what I thought. Very similar. Very similar, but also very different. Also, mm-hmm. also very different. Uh, Jodie Foster and Contact is great. The book was way better than the movie. I didn't read it. I don't read any books, really. book was way better than the movie. I read news stories. My mom had the book, and I picked it up, and I read it, I think, like on the tr- bus to school. Oh. I was a nerd. That's fast. It was, it was a good book. Was it the same bus ride? Was it was it the same bus ride? Like you read it in one bus ride? No. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> in like twenty five minutes. Okay. No. Twenty five minute chunks over a period of a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Uh, inter- in, in that's time travel. Okay. Also, I didn't know that. Uh, contact is also time travel. Ta- uh, yeah, I get it. It's at least travel. Yeah, alternate reality is totally yeah. travel. Cool. Ghosts. Ghost. Do you think ghosts exist? Yes. Uh, I have a psychic story. I have a couple psychic stories. And uh, where I'm from, I'm from near Buffalo, New York. And there's a place called Lilydale. You ever heard of Lilydale? There's an HBO documentary called No One Dies at Lilydale. I think I... I or something like that. No Lilydale doesn't... Lilydale is un- the mo- has of. the most psychics in one neighborhood, one one town. Why? So it's the most psychic town in, a, in the world. Why do they all live there? Because it's a big psychic town. It do- you have to be a hippie about it or discredit it. It's a fact. So the most psychics in one town is Lilydale, New York. That's just a fact. It doesn't matter if you believe in it or that, don't believe in it. I don't care if they're there or not. Why are they there? They're there. Well, in the center of a town or near the back of it, maybe there's there's a stump. It's called the energy stump, and like you stand there, you get some energy. I don't know if just the energy field is the reason that they all came there, or it was like. 10 psychics started it and then more psychics said well let's all go there and just make a big town <laughs> i don't know how it happened but i went there <laughs> and uh i got a, I got i got readings from three different psychics yeah oh that would be such a fun adventure i did so see if you're saying if there's ghosts or not i know where this is going no no well i you don't know where it's di- going i see a different direction where mine this mine i have i have a different it gets really personal i guess but whoa sound effect so uh, uh, I went to one lady. <laughs> this gets really personal. Uh, no. It took me a second to process that. One woman. Wow. Um, one woman works for the Buffalo Police Department on payroll as a psychic. Like, that's how good she is. So they come to her and they're like, yo, what's going on here? And she just looks at the room or feels the room and tells tells them what she thinks. Wow. And I'm saying she's so good and so effective she gets paid by the Buffalo Police Department. Well, I mean, that there's TV shows about that, so yeah. there's got to be a shred of evidence to that. I personally believe. So I'll, I'll get without giving you a, a super personal one. I went to Lilydale and uh, met. I mean, there was a woman, and she was actually on the Today Show. So I, her name is Greta Gerstock or something, I, I believe. And um, there was a guy. I landscaped with this guy. He worked for 25 years, uh, you know, with our family, and. I worked there for like 17 summers, 17 years also. And for the last two years, me and him worked together every single day. Every single day, this guy, Greg, he uh, he picked lottery numbers. And he always played the same three numbers every single day. One, two, five. His birthday was January 25th. He always played one, two, five. He'd play the, like the three and you could box score it. So it could be five, two, one, two, one, five, one, two, five. And he'd always box it. Those were his only three numbers he'd ever play. 
Fast forward, I go to a psychic. She doesn't know me from a hole in the wall. You can't Google my friend uh, Greg because he was like he was he died at 51. He never had the internet. He didn't. He barely had ever had a cell phone. You couldn't Google the guy. You couldn't Google anything about this guy. Okay, so this and she says I got some lottery. This guy's here. He's he, she's talking sort of in his personality. This guy's calling me a Polak, and she was a Polish woman. And like yeah, I'm like I totally see. And oh now he's laughing, saying he's joking. So she totally nailed his personality, and she wasn't doing that for anyone else. Yeah. Then she goes, he's saying to play the lottery. He's about to give me numbers. And she was just, like, astounded every step of the way. Like, okay. she was truly having a conversation with someone who you couldn't see in the room. Yeah. And then she goes, he's giving me numbers. One, two. And I was I, in my head, I'm like, what's next? Three? I didn't say nothing out loud. I was just writing down what she said. And then she said five. Then she stopped. And then when you say lottery numbers, I always expect six numbers. I just wasn't ready for that, you know. And then I sat and looked at the numbers, like, oh my, oh my gosh, that's Greg. Like you're kidding. Like that happened. It 100% happened. No one can discredit me. That, yeah. That went. That went on. That so happened. that was through the interaction of a person that you had the experience of an entity. I have a, another example. Uh, mine is much more of a scientific approach to oh, ghosts. Man. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I when I was young had no idea. I, I I totally threw ghosts out the window. I'm like, no, I am. I see what I know, and I can only know what I see. If I can't see something, it doesn't exist. As I've gotten older, there's plenty of things that I can't see, such as Wi-Fi signals or microwaves or gamma rays or neutrinos. These are all things that absolutely exist that my brain can't see. So it's not fair for my brain to say that there can't be an entity that I cannot see. Mm. I like that. No doubt. Yeah. We said there's 57 dimensions. Was it in this episode or last one? I think it was this one. <laughs> it was last 57. one. No, uh, whatever. They're all blending together already. Yeah. You can only imagine if we did like 2,000. You know, when a talk show host do like 2,000 shows, you can't remember anything. Oh, man. I'm so sad that Jon Stewart's leaving. I know. Okay, we're going to hammer on that for a second. And the SNL 40, too. Was oh, great. so good. So good. It and was a lot so of people. good. I went into it not excited about it until like an hour beforehand. Luckily, we watched the red carpet thing. And my roommate wanted to watch it, so we did. And I was totally turned on right there. Celebrity Jeopardy was then, good. Then we watched the show. Steve Martin hosting was awesome. I love seeing Bassmatic 2150. I think, who who hosted it, really? Steve Martin. Are you sure he hosted it? Yes, 100% positive. They talked about it in the Jimmy beginning. Jimmy Fallon came out and did the monologue. No, he did the opening. Then they go live with Erica Saturday night. You're right. Then they came on, and then and host Steve, Steve Martin. Steve Martin, Steve Martin. He comes out, and then, remember, Alec, Alec Baldwin comes out, and he goes, this doesn't count. And he goes, yes, it does. So they both hosted 16 times. Yeah, now. yeah, of course. So it 100% counted. And I love you're right. Steve you're right. I didn't see, I guess I... I always love his stuff. Yeah. And the last time he was on SNL was just a horrible episode. And it wasn't his fault, just the way, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, there, a host is not the effect of, yeah. you know, bad writing and things like that. Uh, recently, the writing hasn't been great. Yeah. Uh, but that's, you know, that's just the wave, the ebb and flow of yeah. trying to react to what cultural yeah. norms are and what or the, the expectations video, are. Or the video shorts are good. The know? video shorts are good because their they're produced efforts are very good. Yeah. And they even said that uh, Louis C.K. Yeah. did the whole uh, yeah. produced bit. Uh, one it was of like fa- 17 good sketches. One of my favorite parts was Adam Sandler and Andy Samberg yep. doing doing their inside joke to of the industry crack. of when crack. Yeah. Uh, th- I thought that bit was really good. It hit home with me because I know that I have had plenty of friends crack in, in improv. It was cool seeing the auditions. And obviously, since my time and your time here at I.O., I mean, to see 
uh, Kristen Wig, uh, not Kristen Wig, uh, Vanessa Bear and Cicely Strong both make it, yeah. and, and 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 Ad Bryant. You're just like, yeah. wow, I've seen them on stage, or I've talked to them, yeah. or you just can't believe it. You know, it's just wild to see the revered. I mean, there, everyone always says it, the first five seasons of SNL. That's it. You know, until the first replacement cast. No, yeah, that's like that's the the my, meat and potatoes of SNL. My and the rest. my cast was Phil Hartman. Me too. Late eighties. Yeah. Early nineties. Late eighties. Early nineties. Phil Hartman, Mike Myers, Victoria <laughs> Jackson, Dennis Miller. It's so funny because that's when I was a kid and most influenced yes. by TV. I mean that that level of comedy that that's what hit me, and you know it definitely led to like the juvenile interest of like the. The Farley Brothers movies and, and that yep. type of stuff, definitely. Uh, but it's one of my favorite things about SNL is who they turn away. Yeah. And how they turned away Louis C.K., Jennifer Aniston, Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey uh, tons of Stephen uh, Colbert, uh, uh, Zach Galifianakis auditioned Kevin Hart. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was, was cool great. to see those auditions. It was, well, cool it was great them. for me. And, and you could always look back, uh, but to see Wayne's World is the last sketch of the night. They brought back Wayne's World. And truly, it was awesome because it was like you were watching, and you were, you were literally watching a brand new episode, but you, they, you, they were doing their thing. Yeah. And you were like, this is what I was watching in my early teen years. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Mike Myers looks so uncomfortable, though. Mike yeah. Myers, is, something, something's going on with Mike Myers. I'm not, I'm not even putting down, I didn't want to talk about that. I was oh, I loved him. I loved feeling. him. No, no, no. He, he hit, uh, he hit Wayne on the head, but after, in the, you know, the, uh, ending credits when everyone's on stage. Yeah. Uh, there were some people that looked uncomfortable. One of my favorite things too is I saw Finesse Mitchell do stand up in like 2002, like a long time ago, yeah. right after he had just gotten off SNL. I saw him try to go on stage at the ending credits and someone was like, get off the stage. Wow. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. I right? did not see that. Yeah. The thing, uh, last year, two years ago, they had an Eddie Murphy thing. It was like two hour toast, not even roast of Eddie Murphy. It was two hours of people kissing his ass. Yeah. And, uh, I only say that because it's funny how I listen to it on Howard Stern. I listen to Howard Stern all the time, and I loved it. And so I remember they were talking about it, too, and he's like, yeah, I guess they are. And this time, Chris Rock for the SNL 40th, he comes out and just talks him up for two, three, four minutes of Eddie Murphy, this, 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 this. He just and then he comes out, and he just stood there and said, thanks. It had nothing funny to say. Yeah. Couldn't even crack a joke. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, man. I, that was crack really a joke. That was really surprising to me. Yeah. How Eddie Murphy did come out, and then he was looking around, waiting for commercial. And the best was that was really strange. That ju- seemed really it was. odd. Oh, it was. It's like, man, I know you're trying to be super cool, and really, that's what it is. And he's got a pretty lady on his side. No, man, he should have come out as Gumby. You come out. He should have come out as Gumby. What they should have done, and maybe they pitched it to him to do, say, "Hey, did you want to do a sketch of Mr. Robinson's neighborhood?" And he probably didn't want to do it. That's lame. That's lame. That's just my own two cents, and I think he, Eddie Murphy could have righted a whole ship of Saturday Night Live right yes. last night by doing a single sketch. Yep. And oh, the Jeopardy was great. The Jeopardy was great. And to see Norm Macdonald back was awesome. Oh man, he was hammered, hammered drunk. Oh, did you see Kevin Nealon's uh, intro where he actually said uh, Norm Macdonald, uh, like you know? Oh, Mr. Subliminal. Words. Yeah, Mr. Subliminal. Subliminal. Yes, yes. He subliminally edited in that Norm Macdonald is hammered drunk. Oh, got he it. He said that, that subliminally, yeah. but Norm was hammered drunk. Sweet. It was good very funny. Good was, for him. Yeah, the whole show was really good. And I laughed my butt off, and it was great. 
because of how you have, you have to be super serious. Is when they did In Memoriam, and the last one was John Lovitz. Oh, my God. Because they did John Belushi, Gilda Radner, then oh, John man. Lovitz. And he's in the crowd. And he's in the crowd. I'm like, yeah, or they could totally screw with you. I'm like, dude, we do comedy, too. We don't have to be serious all the time. Yeah, yeah. Hilarious. I couldn't even believe it. I'm like, I that's <laughs> what I love. I'm like, wait, you're in a room really full funny. of comedians. Yeah, yeah. You can do that. Yeah. Steve Martin always, when he does a super uber rich, out of touch with reality guy, love it. Uh, just for the host, I just uh, <laughs> when Paul Paul McCartney and Paul Simon did their song, that was everybody funny. cheers and he just pauses like, and the audience of course, and you could of course hear the audience reaction. Yeah, that's a resounding no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hilarious. And then to see the Jeopardy one was the big one for me. Jeopardy and Wayne's World just took me. The weekend update. Weekend update with Jane, Jane Curtin, Wayne the the white the blonde joke with Fox News. Yes. Ah, that was great. That was well th- well done. Great coming from her. Anybody could have delivered that joke, but Jane Curtin was definitely the one to do it. They showed Chevy Chase beforehand on the red carpet special, and he was like sweating and very hoarse, and he apologized. And it was weird. He was just, I'm sorry, I'm so hoarse and sweating. It was weird. And then he comes out during the show, and he's like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And then he was hoarse, but luckily Garrett Morris came in with the, the, the loud, you know, uh yeah yeah whatever it's called interpreter in, yeah interpreter yeah, yeah. loud interpreter. person deaf yeah, yeah. person thingy yeah so f- to do that and you know i remember garrett morris was 38 when he started snl do you think that was a bit well do you think that chevy chase was horse on the red carpet because they were only doing that bit no no i don't think so at all i don't think so doesn't matter okay just curious but garrett morris was 38 years old when he started SNL, I do believe. It's 40 years later, so he's 77 or 78 yeah, years old. Yeah, He's doing fine, you know? He's on Two Broke Girls, too, so... Jane Curtin went on to Kate Nally in the 80s, and it's funny, Dan Aykroyd was on uh, Howard Stern today. What do you think of the new Ghostbusters? <sighs> if we're, now, if we had a whole separate conversation, but we're going to weave it into this, of our favorite all-time movies. Number one on my list is Ghostbusters. Number one? Is Number one of all wow. time is Ghostbusters. And not just on, on the movie, but I guess if you have the effect it had on your life and the influence and the lines you Just my whole life, Ghostbusters influenced my whole life. And Ghostbusters 2, I still didn't mind either, because I thought the beginning was really good. Because what if you do such a great job as Ghostbusters... And you get rid of all the ghosts and you close the portal. There's no more ghosts. These guys were broke and out of business, so they did other things. So I love the beginning of Ghostbusters 2. It's fine. you know. And Ghostbusters 2 is fine, but Ghostbusters is a classic. And now Ghostbusters 3, I mean, they could have, they were probably going to do it, a good one, but Harold Ramis passed away. So now that everything went away. You know away, they have a cast? They do, with the yeah, women. The, wi- the lady cast. I'm not... I'm not too pleased. Oh no but no I'll, no I no! no. Uh, I think that uh, Amy, Amy, not, not Amy Poehler, Melissa McCarthy's Mel- doing it. Melissa McCarthy, Wig, Kristen Wig, Kristen Wig is what I was. I was surprised for. Anna Faris did because I, I don't think she got picked. No she no would no be a no good no. Okay, she does comedy keep the lady stuff. of SNL. Oh, but Kristen the, Wiig. the one yeah. that that really surprises me is who's the black lady, the larger black lady on SNL right now. I know her. Uh, she's Rashida. Post- no, 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 Leslie. Right. I think her name's Leslie. Jones, maybe. Leslie Jones? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I think that's right. Okay. I think that's right. Uh, Leslie. Leslie. That's the shocker out of the. I mean, it's almost like you have to have three. I mean, three, three Caucasians and one African American. I mean, you have to have the same ratio. Oh uh, no, yeah. Unless they're all that daughters. Makes total sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. I know yeah. one script was they were all daughters, not just people, which is cool. Okay, if your daughter is cool, you know. Ooh, I did not hear that one script was there all daughters. Dan Aykroyd said it today on Howard Stern. Oh. So I don't know if that's the current script or they're going to merge scripts, but that was one oh, idea. Oh, I like that. 
Um, uh, when they looked the, at one Ghostbusters girl, who's the fourth girl? Melissa, she's uh, Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, uh, that uh, Leslie Jones. Um, she's my favorite. She's my new favorite. I think this lady is going to be a oh, star. Oh, Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon is, is going to be a star. She got to be on the Super Jeopardy there. Oh, she's she is uh, just bound for glory. She's so so funny. She's already doing it. She's already doing great things. Yeah, now. yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what Kate McKinnon does. Yeah. Uh. Uh. On Howard, I love Howard Stern. So Ivan Reitman was on there, and he's like, "Listen, I can't get." I can't get Bill Murray to read the new Ghostbusters script. And just by being on Howard Stern, Bill Murray's like, I guess, oh, then Howard talked to Bill Murray. It's like, hey, I even said this last time or last week. So they go, oh, it's on my desk, so I'll, I'll check it out. So uh, we're doing pretty good here. Uh, so that's the Ghostbusters talk, it, you know, how much it can Im- influence my life. I think we covered... I can't even get into. We covered time travel. We went into... I just want to say, before we get going, if our shows seem cohesive and, and solid... Uh, Drew picked the topics to, of time travel and and what was it? Ghosts. 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 Oh, so I like how we talk about Ghostbusters. And yeah, yeah. And then it came back to Ghostbusters yeah. right at the end. I was just about to say that. Oh, that's, oh, that's cool. so nice. We did it all. So Drew picked those two topics, and I went into the movies. I think in the SNL. Luckily, we talked about SNL. Yeah, and yeah. What was yeah. the other one? SNL was the other two big shows we were talking about. Like, hey, we got to talk. Oh, you oh, said your John favorite Stewart. movie. John Stewart. Oh, movie. oh man, I'm gonna miss John Stewart. John Stewart. I can't wait to see what he does next, but. Uh, oh man, John Who Stewart! Replace what him? a talented yeah. dude! John Stewart uh, defined this country's yeah comedy news, or just he revolutionized what it is to and the deliver next, news and comedy. And the next person might just read the news, like you're reading the news. Might just read the comedy script. I mean, John Stewart could not only obviously read it, but he sort of wrote it. He knew what he was talking about. Yeah. Is the next like you can't have Rob Riggle the, or Jason Jones. The big thing, I mean, Jason Jones, maybe but. he was passionate about. Yes, it, he, it was very clear that. This was something he was passionate about. And so about. who's passionate now? Yeah. You know, yeah. who's got that passion and can deliver yeah. besides you, myself? Have you seen any This Week Tonight with John Oliver? L- every single episode. Oh, yeah? You have HBO? Uh, yeah, I do. Oh, I need to get your Go account. Yeah. It's the best show. Well, you know what? On YouTube, they pretty much have every single yeah, episode. I haven't seen everyone, but on, no. I've seen some on YouTube. A- every time I've s- every single show that main topic they have that and which is 20 minutes of every show yeah is every single one i do believe is online uh, well i feel like i'm missing so much still I, yeah. i'm missing most of the job. it's the best show you when you they're the, oh it's not going to work because it's just a one week show half hour yeah and they're just destroying it because they're going international they're doing a lot of international stuff these are the things that i've seen on youtube are very pointed very specific and, and they're very on point they're they're great i there's, love them they're so on point and stephen colbert looking forward to that looking forward to that a lot. i am and people are like what's his personality gonna be mm-hmm. you know what's he gonna sound like i think obviously he'll sound the same but how much will he will he go into his super uh uh pompous character? i think i think that he'll still have his nothing can touch me attitude yeah i hopefully. think he'll I, I hope he retains that because that's something that's really unrelatable you know mm-hmm. like his Stephen Colbert was so pompous and and bizarre that it was unrelatable I, I hope his new one well his I th- hope he I hope he, he is himself yeah yeah but so we talked about some current events I guess with movies and television this week a lot of time travel that I have no clue what happens and no one does we're all time travelers. And ghosts, you didn't even, you just gave your theory, but you, I thought you had a ghost story. Some people have, like, they seen a ghost, they heard a ghost, you had no ghost story. I have a ghost story in this apartment. Oh. Yeah. I thought we were going to wind up the episode, but you could tell me the ghost story. I guess we'll just have to save it for next time. We're totally not going to remember it, but good, let's do that. Because we did pretty good here. 
Ghostbusters, John Stewart. Ghostbusters is my favorite all-time movie. Quick all-time favorite movie. Forrest Gump. Wow. Okay, I'm not. That's the cool. reason is, is it will all. I can watch that a million times. It will always hit me with emotion. That's great. All sorts of emotion. Like you love the soundtrack. There's comedy. There's drama. There's sadness. There's uh, defeat. There's death. There's life. It's great. The same year, up for best picture, Pulp Fiction, Shawshank Redemption. Right. Both are amazing. And '94. What a year for movies. What a year for movies. What a year, gang. And what a year it is now in 2015, not 2013. <laughs> Thank you very much. So uh, that's cool. The D&D show on the podcast. Podcast. I'm like, shut up. You're an idiot. Uh, I do like... What did you think of the game? What did you think of the end of the game? The end of the game was ridiculous and crazy. I get what Pete Carroll's saying, that they were going to waste a... They were going to waste a play, give or take, if they caught the ball or not. Obviously, interception was not an idea, but why not pass to the outside, pass to the sidelines then? I know there's, they were saying Beast Mode was definitely going to win definitely. for us. So they're saying, and they wanted to kill more time off the clock. So the pass play was the pass play, but the pass play sort of stops the clock. So maybe to reset, oh, I think they passed it to end it there because if you ran it two or three times, you couldn't have run enough plays. So they wanted, I understood what he said after the fact. But you're like, if you're only going to run one play, if he said he's, we're only going to run one play, why n- then why not r- let the clock run to wherever you want it, take a timeout instead of throwing a pass? Yeah. It was, it was a and it will go down. Obviously, it, it will and already has gone down in infamy. It's one of the worst plays of all time in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm from Buffalo, so to bring it up, it's wide right. It is Seattle's wide right. Yeah. And it will be called the pick or the pass or whatever. But for me, and I cannot believe... Next year, we're going into the 25th anniversary of Super Bowl 25, and that that event has shaped me so greatly in my life. It really has. If you watch, you know, if you suit, so this is Super Bowl 49. So the Buffalo Bills have Rex Ryan as the coach. If they get there with Rex Ryan, you know, because he got the Jets there on their first year. If the Buffalo Bills miraculously get to Super Bowl 50, I think it'll be so fitting. So it'll be the 25th anniversary of Super Bowl 25. The, the one of the most ingraining moments on anyone in Western New York. Wide right. When you say wide right, it's a it's a state of depression. It's a it's a state of mind. It's when someone says it to you, it's like they they stab you a little bit. Is that what they call it? Well, I, oh, I got you. I got you. I got you. People people like Hoboken, so. Uh, whatever, but we did it. The D&D show, episode two, is in the can. Uh, Dan and Drew, I'm Dan. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, live on the podcast. So whatever that means. But he, I said live on, instead of the same call letters, on WBEN, on WGR. Live on the podcast. But that's the D&D show. I don't forget to have outro music.